We are back. Welcome to another episode of the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. RJVP! They canceled our last episode, Anthony, but they couldn't cancel the show. We are Sunday Night Football in a world of Thursday Night Football. That's right, we're back. Thank you to all the listeners who were concerned and worried that we were taken off the air. Of course, episode six of the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. RJVP! Uh, We'll never be heard, but uh, it's cool. The NFL is letting us continue, and I think that's something to be celebrated. Yeah, and I'll say this, guys. Uh, You know, it was nice to see people being concerned and being upset on Twitter, but it doesn't help our cause. Like, if you say, like, NFL, where's our RJVP? Yeah. You know, we need it this week. Like, that just makes them want to bring us back less. So I, we, I appreciate it. But in the future, uh, if these things happen, and they, and they will happen, uh, it's a guarantee. Uh, please just support us. You know what I mean? You, know, you can leave the NFL out of it. We know what we're doing. We right. know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. I would say the, the level, it's not like they're angry. I would say they're more just annoyed, annoyed that I it think, would have to happen. Yeah, I think confused. You see, yeah, confused and upset was like your was it was uh, <laughs> sounded about right to me, and that's that's fine. You know what I mean? That's we're the we're the bad boys, you know, we're the bad boys of the NFL Network, and, uh, and th- these things are going to happen. A lot of chatter around the offices. People just wanting to know, like, what what is the theme? You know, what was the theme that got us in trouble? And I think just maybe saying the theme itself isn't necessarily that big a deal. Let me tr- let me try and see if I can explain it. In the simplest terms possible, because no one will ever hear this. It's, it's been deleted. There will, no one will ever hear this. But let me just try to explain to you guys. Um, what we did was we kind of tried to edited because, of course, it was. And you know, I think that uh, you know that should that should give you a hint of of what uh, of what happened. Um, and again, I think that, that's the best explanation we'll ever be able to to have. But uh, things are a little bit different uh, on this episode of, uh, of the Rosenthal and Jessel McVanity Project. RJVP! Come on, Sydney. I'm gotta sorry. I'm there. so behind. We, by the way, I didn't even yeah. mention Sydney Carlson. That's uh, what I was getting into. Oh, okay. I was talking. All right. Before, before Sydney interrupted with her incompetence. Um, we, <laughs> uh, we, Brandon is not here today. The Brandon, the producer, who was, I think, uh, looking, judging by Twitter, people talking about the show is the, is the uh, LVP. Whoa. The, show, the least valuable play. People do not like it when he talks. Um, and we got into a little bit of a kerfluffle, I guess, uh, last episode. Nothing to do with the show being, uh, being deleted, but Brandon and I had a little, little tension. I'm not going to say who won the battle, but I am here today. <laughs> And Brandon is not. Uh, Brandon is uh, in Pasadena coaching a girls' basketball team uh, intramural, <laughs> I think, from what I understand. Am I wrong on that, Greg? That's all. You're laughing. That's also wrong. Well, some of it is true. You, you and Brandon legitimately have blocked each other on Twitter. I blocked him on Twitter. He blocked me. Now I can't unblock him because I don't know how that works. So I think because we both blocked each other, it's like a, it's a, it's a Twitter. So now part of my gig, um, you know, being part of this show is playing kind of like. 
you know, marriage counselor between you and Brandon who haven't been getting along. But no, he is not. He's not coaching a uh, girls basketball. Listen, team. If, if he, guys... he announces he announces uh, Cal State Fullerton women's basketball. So he's doing that. Well, way different. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you know, it's not like you're a marriage counselor. It's like you don't need a marriage counselor if you bump into somebody at a bar and you guys start having words. That's what it is. It's not a big deal. Maybe he'll be back next week. We'll see how Sydney does. Maybe I demand. <laughs> Maybe I use my power at the NFL to demand that Sydney's on full time. I'm clearly uh, off to a really great start. So. No, you're doing, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing. I'll tell you this, you're doing better than Brandon. Uh, but no, uh, and I've, I'm introducing a new, a new thing to the show tonight, uh, just for Sydney and uh, and for Greg too. We're not allowed to swear on the podcast, um, but I like to swear a lot. Uh, a lot of f bombs coming out of me. Uh, but I think now we're gonna do a thing where anytime I use the s word, we're all gonna shh. You know what I mean? So like, so we would say that like Brandon's not here, but I don't give a shh. Thank you. We'll see how that works out. Um, but I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be back on an RJVP that I think will uh, will definitely air. We'll see how how the the rest of this episode. Goes. Yeah, you couldn't be more excited about that whole shh idea on the phone last night. Really excited, Greg. I mean, I know you didn't give a shh, but I but I do. I enjoy. Well, it's uh, been two weeks that. now. Uh, you know, since we had the show that was shelved last week, and then we had Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving the week off. before, we we actually talked about Thanksgiving on the show that was uh, put in a box and put underground. Yeah, and I don't want to repeat that, but I will talk about one thing that happened uh, when I was in Pittsburgh. It wasn't Thanksgiving; it was a, di- uh, a couple of days before. I uh, took my f- I took uh, the men of the Jesselnick family, my brother, my dad, and my brother-in-law. Um, I thought she was going to get, gonna get to go, and I said, no, 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 I'm taking your husband. Uh, but we went to go see a Penguins game. Uh, <laughs> Penguins played the St. Louis Blues. Penguins won, of course, uh, which I was very excited about. But I'd never, I'd never seen the new uh, console, uh, console arena. I'd never been to the new Penguins play, so I was excited. I got tickets on just like StubHub. It wasn't like I got like celebrity tickets, but I just got tickets on StubHub, and they were right on the glass. Do you right even know how glass. to get celebrity tickets? Yeah, I used to. My, my old manager uh, was uh, Jimmy Miller, uh, who's from Pittsburgh, big, uh, big Pittsburgh guy. Whenever I would go home, I would ask him, and he would hook me up with like mm. sweet seats for Pirates games, Steelers games, Penguins games. But the, I'm no longer with that company. Um, uh, through, they, no one got fired. It was just like uh, my manager left to go somewhere else, so I can't ask him for tickets. So I bought my own, but I was right behind the Penguins bench which I did not understand. I didn't know that at the time, but I was like all over TV. Like I was trending in Pittsburgh wow. for a couple hours, which is sweet. Um, but I made my family, I made us all dress up the same. I wanted to go get <laughs> Penguins jerseys. So I went to the mall and I wanted to get like old school Penguins jerseys, you know, get like some Ron Francis, some Mario Lemieux. But we couldn't find them. So I got, um, I got all jerseys. I got us four jerseys of players who haven't played for the Penguins in years. I got like a couple Jordan Stalls. I got a, uh, I got a, a, a Dupuy. I got a, a, a Ginla for my brother-in-law. Aginla, sorry, Aginla. And uh, everyone behind us was just like, look at these jerks wearing jerseys that are like ancient, ancient jerseys. But it was fun to uh, it was fun to be all over the game. I love that you make them like. Why do you get to decide what they wear to the game? Money. Yeah. I was like, I bought these things for you guys. You're gonna wear them, and they were like, uh, we all have to wear the same thing. I was like, yes, you do. I paid for the tickets. You know, I, I did it all. You do like a Jesselnik picture, a Christmas mm-hmm. picture, we have, we have or whatever. Pictures. Yeah, we have a pictures like the four of us in front, and then from behind, like pointing out the jerseys. There's a picture of me yelling at my dad. Because he tried to put his arm around me, and he covered up the name on the jersey. And I'm like, turning, the Dad, take your hand off it. I paid $25 for this jersey. And uh, it's a pretty great picture. Old, crappy Penguins players. No, they were all great players. They all, you know, they all contributed uh, in, their, in their time. Um, so it was, it was great. I would love to tell you about my 
Thanksgiving, but I can't really. I'm really. I've reached a point with my memory and just life, especially like in the regular season, where ever like I live in the moment. People talk about you know they want to do yoga and whatnot to like live in the moment. Like that's the goal. Like I I have achieved that. I have no memory. Everything is just today. Every day, every week in the season is kind of the same. I have no idea what happened over Thanksgiving. Well, you said like try to think of something that happened. I like I have no recollection. Are you trying to say you did too much yoga? And so you forgot everything? <laughs> yoga, the yoga wipes your memory? I didn't do any yoga. No yoga? The kid, you know, Walker was sick. That kind of, you know, that put a little, my son Walker was sick. I know I know. we'll get to talking about him a little later uh, <laughs> in, the, in the show. So that, that that was a little bit of a drag. But, like, every, you know, when you have responsibilities in, like, the NFL season, every day of the NFL season is kind of like I know exactly where I'm going to be on Tuesday at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Thanksgiving was the same. Sounds like uh, you've got a wonderful life, Greg. Sounds like it's a wonderful life. Eighteen wheeler gorillas, black with gold chains, Pittsburgh like Stillers. Hines Ward of the Crime Lords. That was Pusha T. I uh, was listening to Pusha T and I heard the Hines Ward reference. Got all excited and had to, had to put it in. That was I was very loud. I don't know if we can change that in post, but it was uh, <laughs> extremely loud. I think you gotta crank the Pusha T if it's here. You can crank it, but that was it was like Sydney was like mad at us and wanted to hurt my ears. Um, I can fix it. <laughs> I know. I know you can. I know you can, Sydney. You wouldn't be here if you couldn't fix all your mistakes. Um, it's time for headlines. Antonio Brown this week just had a moment. My boy. That the moment it happened, I just thought that's going on to the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was my. I was watching that game live, and that was my first thought too. Uh, an insane touchdown celebration. Yes. On many levels. Um, and it wasn't the front flip into the end zone, which I loved. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. But I really enjoyed he, you know, he, the Steelers were just kicking butt. Uh, it really crushed the Colts on Sunday Night Football. And uh, he ran a punt back. Um, was it a punt or a kickoff? It's a punt, right? Yeah. Yeah, ran a punt back. And when he gets to the end zone, he does, looked kind of like, what would you call it? It, it looked kind of a, uh, it was like a, like a teddy bear kind of like it looked like a, like a Winnie the Pooh kind of like running and just jumping on with like legs and arms onto the goalpost, scaring the bejesus out of that security girl who was standing behind it, <laughs> which I loved. And I think that he tried to like jump on and grab it. He tried to stick. He tried to stick. But he says he tried to stick. I think he went to grab, and when he touched her arms, he kind of freaked out. Like he kind of let it go and then fell backwards. And immediately was penalized. He looked like he wanted to hump the goalpost, essentially. I mean, he he did fire himself crotch first into a goalpost, which, I mean, even the announcers were like, this is insane. I've never seen anything like it. And he got up smiling, so you know he must be wearing two cups. There's no way one cup would have, would have prevented that. Girl runs away screaming. He falls down. Everyone's happy. Uh, and then they penalized him for using the goalpost as a prop, which is, I mean, if you just run into it by accident, you don't get a, pen, you don't get a penalty flag. But he, you know. He went for it. I was offended. You were offended. Yeah. At the at the big hug. Yeah. Was it like a was it like a mooning? Well, the, it uh, looks it looks painful for one. Just watching it certainly it. looked painful. <laughs> you just saw it and you just like immediately like flinched. They actually did a our research department seriously did a a study. They have something called Next Gen Stats where they they know how fast each player is going. He was going 17 miles an hour as he headed into the end zone. So that I mean that's pretty much like a huge bike accident you're going 17 miles an hour as you go into an end zone and then suddenly you just stop going crotch first yeah it was it was awesome uh i mean it was kind of like my if you guys remember if you guys are rjvp uh fanatics you know i talked about what my touchdown celebration would be was the throat slash gesture across my crotch Uh, it was kind of like that (laughs) 
for Antonio. And I love I love what um I love what Tomlin said about it. Because sometimes you get a flag and people are like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Tomlin was uh, said, what do you want me to do? Not play him, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> when they asked him about the front flip into the end zone, he just said, Tomlin just said, awesome play, sick celebration, move on. <laughs> like when your coach backs you on that, it's uh it's great. And it, th- this was Greg. This was the moment for me. I know we've talked about whether I was going to get another Heinz Ward jersey Ooh. or Brown jersey. My brother's getting me a, a birthday present, and I went with – yesterday I thought about it, and I'm going with the Brown jersey. Wow. Because of this. That's big, because despite Heinz Ward's placement in the Push a T song. I mean, I have a Heinz Ward jersey, an older one. It doesn't fit me as well. It's a little too big. You know, it's, it was one of those, like, an ex got it for me, and it was like they didn't know what the hell they were doing. But, mm. uh, but I'm, I'm still – Heinz Ward's my boy, but I want to live in the present as if I did yoga. You know, like like you were saying, and uh, and so I'm all about Antonio Brown now, getting the jersey. That wasn't the only celebration that really caught my eye. I really enjoyed this week. Edited because Greg wasn't funny. Special teams players celebrate everything they do. They go crazy. They only feel for like ten seconds every like forty five minutes on the field. They celebrate everything. Special teams players celebrate. That's not gonna make. That's gonna make a show. I am FIFO from the Giant, the best thing out of Pittsburgh since Clemente with the Pirates. I tell him, this middle finger sign for silence. That was Mac Miller. Another Pittsburgh reference from a Pittsburgh rapper. And uh, now I've got to say something. Uh, new rule from the NFL this week. I thought they would come down on us for content uh, after last week, but they did not. Their new rule is, Greg, you want to tell me what uh, you told me yesterday? Yeah, the new rule is that we can no longer use the songs that we use as you know interstitials between each headline except we can use two songs but that's it and in fact initially there was a very serious meeting where the head of head of the podcast department told me we can now only use one song one 10 second clip one time ever and that's it per show so you get 10 seconds per show of songs like mac miller or push a t it was then i don't know what happened there's some, I think they're just making things up. But uh, a day or two later, Sydney, you've been involved in these meetings too. A day or two later, we did get the word we can now use two songs, 10 seconds. That's it for the whole show. And see, these are the kind of rules that really bother me. You know, I, I was okay with the NFL, uh, you know, erasing all of last week's podcast because I understood, I understood why. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't an issue for me. But this kind of rule, this two-song rule, is one of those arbitrary rules that networks give me a lot that I cannot stand because there's no reason for it. They just picked the number two out and then just gave that to us. It could have been six. It could have been. It could, they could have given us a hundred if they wanted to. So I'm going to reject this, Greg. Wow. I'm rejecting the rule. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna bite the hand that feeds me here. And and I'm going to keep on playing hip-hop, top-shelf hip-hop, my favorite songs uh, from today. And, and I'm even going to go back. I'm going to go back, you know, maybe t- maybe 20 years with some classic wow. with some classic hip-hop jams uh, as we keep going. So uh, maybe this is our last episode because of this. I don't think so. I think uh, I think the copyrights are going to be okay. But um, but let's just uh, let's talk about the uh, the next story. It would be really disappointing, and that is what's called a professional tease, ladies and gentlemen. That I mean, people are now really waiting for that high shelf uh, hip hop that's going to be coming up now after all of these headlines. But this it would be kind of sad though after I don't know after doing the show last week and they they shut that down. Like if. If just this, these songs were the reason we can't continue. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. Okay. Because it's because it's such an arbitrary rule. It just makes it makes me sick. It makes me want to puke. So I'm going to I'm going to completely ignore it, and we're going to keep on playing hip hop. Sydney's got my back. 
Sydney's going to play all my jams. Uh, but let's talk about this next this next headline. We could be taking down Sydney with us, which I'm willing to accept. Uh, Kirk Cousins this week lost that Monday night football game. It was very exciting at the end. Redskins, Cowboys. Uh, Kirk Cousins, if you don't know, very positive guy. Um, with no reason to be positive. <laughs> zero zero <laughs> reason. It's gotten him pretty far in life. You know, he's the starting quarterback uh, of the Washington Redskins. And uh, he had a, a post-game press conference that, that really tickled my fancy. I love that question because you're thinking positive, and that's the way we need to think around here. You know, it's a results-based business. The result wasn't what we wanted, but the process, we did some good things. We can build on that, and we can start to create something long-term that could be pretty special if we continue to uh, find ways to just keep playing and give great effort. So I appreciate that question. Thank you for staying positive. I, I cannot stand when quarterbacks don't act like quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins sounds like, like a divorced dad. Who's trying to yes. like, trying to make Christmas okay for his kids, even though he couldn't buy him any presents? You know, they're just sitting around like they're sitting around like a, like a like an old an old Christmas tree. But like, guys, isn't this great? We're a family. We're together. Like, look at this. He, it's it's he should have been fired on the spot. Well, so should have the person who asked the question, who prefaced it by saying, you know, I know that's a, a tough uh, game for you, but when when you're in hard times like these, like, do you find you know something positive? That person should have their press credentials removed. That that's the most ridiculous Homer sort of question ever, and and for a a player to call you out twice in an answer and say how much they appreciate that particular question, like that is the last thing you would ever want to hear no. if you're a reporter. No, after un- unless he said unless the reporter raises his hand and said, actually, Kirk, you know what, uh, the refs were wrong. You actually won that game, and it's going <laughs> to go in the record books as a W. Then he can be as excited as he was about that question. You just lost to like the worst team in the NFL. At, at home. home. At home. Could have been in first place. He reminds me a lot of Andy Dalton on and off the field. We talked about Andy Dalton's reaction to J.J. Watt about mm-hmm. a month ago and how much that annoyed us. And Kirk Cousins has a lot of similarities. He, he's actually a likable guy. I read this piece in, on the MMQB by Robert Klemko about him. A very likable guy, but totally exactly what you say. Like a guy, there's no way that the rest of his teammates are watching that press conference and thinking, that's our leader. He's a guy who absolutely wants it too much like when the article really let it know that like he just wants to be so good that he's the one he's gripping the ball too tight at the end of the game and I mean you can hear it with with that answer yeah absolutely I'm not a uh, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan NFL never can tell school's in session ding ding with the bell it's all good baby baby not even going to tell you who that was, but that's, I mean, if you don't know who that was, Shazam it, because that's classic hip hop. Uh, people, a lot of people are asking for a, a list of the songs that we play. No, we're not going to do that. That's too much Yeah, work. figure it out yourself. Honestly, if you don't know that song, just throw away your record collection. Throw away your computer, because you're not a music fan. We're bringing it back old school. Old school. And we're bringing it back with the classics. And just to hear a song like that in 2015, again, it's awesome. I, l- I used it because it referenced the NFL. And uh, I'll give you a hint, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Um, <laughs> all right, next uh, next headline, Greg. <laughs> I like when you just say next headline, Greg, as if I'm not going to just start talking. Uh, the Bills, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills this week and their fans are back in the news. Every week. Really my favorite running subplot of the 2000. In 15 season is the amazing work being done by Deadspin.com and the intrepid fans in the Buffalo Bills parking lot 
in stands every game. Now, for a lot of listeners, you might not know what I'm talking about. Every week, Deadspin has some sort of insane sexual activity happening in the Bills parking lot or in the, in the stands. This week, it was <laughs> particularly egregious. It was uh, a boyfriend uh, humping, which is a nice way to put it. I'm not trying not to get beep. His girlfriend from behind, uh, just in the middle of the parking lot, <laughs> they both have Bills jerseys on. And someone, you know, just kind of like sneakily took out a cell phone. Yeah, and just they, were, they, were trying, they were trying to have a baby in the parking lot. <laughs> I think that's a better way to put it. Um, and what, two, a couple things about this. First of all, the the, the video of them uh, of them, you know, trying to reproduce in the parking lot is, is just labeled savage, <laughs> which I cannot stand. I don't know when savage became like the word to go to, mm. but on Twitter, a million times a day, people just call me savage. Like, and it's a compliment. I, I mean, for me, it's a compliment. I don't know if for them it's a compliment, but I cannot. I don't know where it came from and why everyone mm. is on board with it. I get Fred Savage a lot. I believe that. I'm not even joking. They all, I always get that. I mean, that's. Totally different, but I get a lot of, oh, you're the guy from the Wonder Years, Kevin Arnold. I worked with Fred Savage once. I yelled at him once. I yelled. I got to yell at him. He was directing an episode of a TV <laughs> show I was in, and I had, to, I had, I had a scene where uh, someone had thrown up on me, and he's, he was like ladling pea soup onto my, under my like boxer shorts and T-shirt, and it was so cold. What kind of show is this? It was uh, Garfunkel yeah. Notes. Oh, yeah. I've seen it, uh, where someone th- uh, vomits on me, and as he's throwing it on me, it was so cold that I just screamed out, damn it, Savage! <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and everyone started laughing. I was like, this is so great. If when I was watching The Wonder Years as a kid, I never thought I'd get to grow up and yell at Fred Savage. Secondly, <laughs> uh, Savage aside, this Bill's humping thing, I think it's amazing because I don't know if this happens at Bill's games every week exactly. and, and, and only Bill's fans are doing this. Because if so, then I'm moving to Buffalo immediately. I like love it. I love their behavior. Or is it that this happens everywhere? Is every fan base all over the country doing this at home games, but they're just not snitching on each other? Mm. They're just not recording it and reporting it to, to Deadspin. I, I think it's one. a Buffalo thing. I really do. There's another video from last week of, uh, I think, a couple in the, in the upper deck. Uh Edited because we balled too hard. What is what is going on in in northern New York, western New York, rather? I mean, it's like a, it's an amazing thing. It it makes me respect the Bills fan base for whatever reason a lot more that they've got a little more edge and a lot more going on than I than I used to think. I think I mean I don't know how much I respect them, but I, I they, to me they remind me. And I I do I enjoy them. But to me, they, they seem like freshmen in college who like, just got through orientation. They're like, all excited they get to hook up without their parents around. And they're like, all taking pictures and banging on each other's doors. <laughs> and we were trying to make out. I think, that's, uh, I think that's hilarious. I just wish they'd stop narking on each other. Mm. I think it may be something, too. Buffalo doesn't get a lot of press as fans or just in general. And it's maybe like once one or two hit Deadspin, everyone was just like, this is our ticket. This is our ticket to get Buffalo on the map. Like people don't really know what to think when they think of Buffalo other than cold or Buffalo wings. And now it's copulating in the parking lot. And choke slamming people through tables. Jessel, Nick. It's all good, baby, baby. I'm not going to tell you who that was either. That was a little more new school. <laughs> that was more of like a, that, I mean, that's, that's in the last 18 months. I think it came out. It wasn't a single. It's kind of a, it's a B-side, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's really good. So uh, Whoever, who, you know, fan of yours. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Clearly. For sure. I like the shout out, but, uh, but I, uh, I don't think, I think it was, uh, I think it's a coincidence. 
<laughs> Our next story is about Brett Favre, who's been making it into this show quite a bit. Of course, uh, he had his retirement ceremony mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we actually talked about that on the show that was shelved last week, but we're not going to go back there. But he's back in the news now because um, of this story that CBS Sports did looking back at Brett Favre. And talking to it, former former teammates and stuff, yeah. Exactly. Talking to play, different former players and teammates, all giving their best Brett Favre story. And the the Mark Brunel story amazing, really cracked me up. And the short version of it. Well, first of all, every other story is like, it's 4th and 12. You know, we really needed this. Brett's in the huddle. He doesn't even care. He's just so cool. And then he throws an 80-yard bomb. Like, every everything else was game-related, except for Mark Brunel. Yeah, Mark Brunel. Uh, told a hunting story, and it was essentially when Brett Favre was a kid, uh, they were trespassing on some property. They had a twenty-two rifle, not not really <laughs> what you should uh, be hunting with, and uh, they wanted to go uh, see if they could shoot a deer and knock it down, and uh, and they did, and they got the deer, uh, but he was flopping around. And they thought they were going to get in trouble. Yeah. They, they thought they were going to so get in trouble. Noise. Yeah, because the deer is making a lot of sounds. That's what happens when you shoot them with, you know, twenty twos, two rifle, as a kid. And so they figured the only way to kill the deer would be to drown him in a puddle. Yeah, a live a live deer um, who's been shot several times with a twenty two. They 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 took its antlers and they drowned it. It took for, and it took a while. And he's and Brett's describing the gurgling sounds and the bubbles coming up until they they finally kills it. And that's a hor- that's a horrifying story. That is, if if you told me that, Greg, we would probably not be friends anymore. That's right. such a horrifying. My story. mom, who has not enjoyed the animal cruelty parts of this podcast, is not going to find that story no, amusing no, at all. No but, one does, but Brett. except except Brett Favre and Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel just kept saying it was hilarious. We were all cracking up over lunch. We just can't get enough of this story where he tortured a deer to death. <laughs> He said, yeah, the way he told that story, we were crying, laughing. It was gut ache type of laughing. (laughs) He's like, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but it's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. And there's been no blowback. We're like the first people to talk about it. It's (laughs) insane. It's insane. Well, the other other part of the the stories that cracked me up was the one, I think it was Ty Detmer, or was it Coy Detmer? I, I, uh... I mistake my Detmers. I know Sydney, you're probably a fan of the of the Detmers. I am a fan of Ty. Ty. I, don't, I don't know much about Coy. Sid- Sydney is a BYU grad. I know. And uh so is Ty Detmer, I believe. And she's the winner. She didn't tell me she's a BYU grad. I can just assume by the way <laughs> that you're handling your duties. That, okay. Uh, well, hopefully that's a good, <laughs> good thing. <laughs> uh I'll leave it up to you. All right. What'd you major in? Broadcast journalism. Ooh. What'd yeah. you minor in? Not that? Uh, communications, I guess. Uh, guess wrong. Detmer was telling the story about how one day during minicamp season, like they could not find Brett Favre. They're like, they don't know where he is. They start practice. And then all of a sudden in the middle of practice, like Brett Favre just like runs onto the field, like his uniform's on kind of wrong. His hair's all messed up and he's smelling like alcohol. He smells like liquor. Yeah. And they're all just like, oh, that Brett. Oh, that Brett. Like, imagine if Johnny – that's so much worse than Johnny Manziel being out at a club and then lying about it to his team. But they're just like, oh, that that crazy uh, alcoholic Brett Favre. Yeah, things have, things have changed. Things have changed. Jessel Nick. It's all good, baby, baby. 
That was that was uh, that was like uh, the same part of the last song. I mean, a different part of the same song <laughs> from before. Again, I'm not going to tell you what it was, but it's in the past 18 months and a good one. I found there's a common thread between some of these songs. They all have a uh, they all have a similar ending. Uh, that's uh, I think that's just the way hip hop is today. Okay. You know, I don't I didn't notice what you were talking about, but uh, but they're all they're all good. Bill Belichick in the news this week just for a, a funny picture uh, that came up and basically it turned into a gif and a meme and all that stuff of him addressing uh, the NFL's only female official, Sarah mm-hmm. Thomas. It's a great on, picture. On the sideline. And he's essentially in some sort of discussion with her where he's talking about the rules. But when the picture is snapped, Bill Belichick basically just has his arms around Like around her shoulders as if they're like drunk at a bar and he's like trying to make his move. Like the picture looks bad. Like it looks like he's hitting on her. And when I first saw it, I was like, he's got to get some sort of fine for this. But then I I, I saw the video and he's just trying to demonstrate something he saw on the field. Like it's clear that he's trying to show like a hold. So if you watch the video, Belichick only has his hands on her shoulders for a second before he throws her to the ground and stomps on her. (laughs) Hey yo, Roger in the morning, Roger afternoon, Roger in the evening, Goodell a lot to do. It's all good, baby, baby. Love that track. That's a good one. Was uh, well, yeah, one of the really like topical when Goodell came onto the scene and he was just like blowing up mm-hmm, everywhere. Mm-hmm. People just were going crazy. People got a really excited a lot of shout outs for uh for Goodell a lot to do. What's the name of that song? Uh, the artist. The Great. Green Bay Packers this week, um, there was a report that they chose not to sign a player, Alonzo Harris, uh, because they were worried that he would be a bad influence on his buddy, Eddie Lacy. Now, for a little backstory, Eddie Lacy was benched for the Thanksgiving game. He's had um, problems with his weight this year. Uh, he's now had problems with being tardy. Uh, there's been some rumors about substance abuse and, and things like that. And so uh, the Packers basically, uh, it cost this guy a job, essentially, that he was a friend of Eddie Lacy because they were just like, no, we don't want we don't want this guy around Eddie Lacy. Uh, it got me thinking, Anthony, who, what friend has been the worst influence on you? You know, that, that's a good question. Uh, first, I want to just talk about this for a second. I, I like when teams do this. I, I like the Steelers would do it all the time. The Steelers got rid of Plexico because, That's true. Uh, because he was like he was becoming good friends with Ben, and they would like write up plays for each other and stuff. And they were like, "We got to get this idiot out of here, uh, get get him to New York." Got rid of Legarrette Blunt after yeah. he was caught uh, smoking with Le'Veon Bell in the exactly. car. Exactly. Yeah, they wanted to driving save. around on the day they had to get. Him. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to save Le'Veon. So I like when teams do this. Uh, worst influence on me, I think, is like not applicable. Because I'm like the bad influence. You know, I'm like the, I'm always the one. If I was going to have one bad influence on me, I would say in college, you were the bad influence. Yes. Because you, you weren't as bad as I was. You were pretty close. We kind of did the same things. We had the same, if, like if someone had followed us around for four years, we would have been charged with the exact same crimes. But you had we a. were in some cases. Yes, that's true. But you had a car and more money than me. So you, if like it wasn't for you, I would have been like a little angel, like just studying. But because you were like, let's go, Please. I'm buying and I'm driving, then then it was all it was all good. Who was the who do you think was the worst influence on you? Well, you would be the obvious answer. I but I I actually think uh, our friend Mike Valdez Fowley mm-hmm. from, another, from another college because uh, he also had a car, 
but he really didn't care about drunk driving. I mean, I everyone. Uh, Mike never had a car. Oh, that's right. Maybe I'm thinking. I'm thinking of one one particular time. Uh, but he, I think he was. It was you know the three of us were really good friends. Um, but I think no matter what we did, uh, me and you, that was you know not the best idea. There was like an air of frivolity of fun to it and and mike had some menace behind everything that a little a little bit of darkness that added you know added something to that. i like your answer so much i want to change mine to mike valdez because mike is now who's now like a pr master he's like now like you know yeah. top of the world of pr so he could talk you into things he would come up and be like guys let's go out let's go out drinking right. like no i've got a final in an hour and he would talk you into it he would do this he would find some way to do it where you would like you would be following him out and like i don't want to do this yeah but i'm doing it because mike made us he would sell you on on the best idea to ruin your life. Mm-hmm. My name is Anthony, and I'm here to say I'm the world's greatest rapper in a major way. It's all good, baby, baby. I'm not gonna lie, that was me. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, well, that was that was just you. Wow, that was, that was actually me. Yeah, I had them. Uh, I had them play it. I had, like I went back. Um, it was kind of like some early early stuff that I did. But uh, but I think it's a good song, and I, I wanted to kind of get some get some replay. I want to get a lot of new Twitter followers off of that one. The flow could have used a little bit of work, but the the lyrics. I, I mean, it was early. The lyrics were strong. It was early, Justin Lick. So you know, I don't feel too bad. Fox News uh, this week issued two suspensions uh, to on-air contributors uh, for their reaction to President uh, Barack Obama's Sunday night speech, where he discussed terrorism. Uh, Etc. Uh, but it was really one one of the reactions that really uh, sort of caught my eye. Uh, appearing on Fox Business on Sunday, Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters was discussing um, Obama's reaction, and his quote was that, "We want you to react. Do something. You're afraid. I mean, this guy is such a total. <laughs> it's stunning. I love it. I love." The fact that uh, that someone would get suspended for calling the president on the news. This guy's like an authority figure to call Obama total. And I just like the idea of him, like him getting called into the office and his boss being like, "Hey, uh, hey, Ron, come on in here for a second. Sit down. Um, hey, I was listening to the show. Did you call the commander in chief a total? Well, like, you, like, like we're on the eighth grade playground right now. Well, yeah. Did you did you hear the speech? I mean that guy is is unbelievable. Did you did you listen to the speech? Yeah, I don't mind so much your your problem with the speech. It's the language that you used, uh, Greg. It seemed. I mean, do you see anything wrong with with uh, using the phrase "a total <laughs> edited"? Because this is America, gone, gone for a week for calling Obama a total. <laughs> and you know it's worth it. You know he's. It's like me playing these hip hop songs. I'm gonna get in trouble for sure for violating the, the league's mandate, but I don't care because it's worth it. You know what I mean? It's worth it. It's kind of a boss move. Like, I'll, I'll say this, and maybe this will get cut out. In England, when you get sentenced to prison, what you do in that sentencing it kind of uh, like, uh, paves the way for how you're going to be treated in prison. So if you, cr- if you cry during sentencing, when you get to jail, they all know you cried, and they make fun of you for having cried. But... If you, like, say something badass, then you're, like, king. So this one guy a couple years ago, the judge sentenced him to five years in prison. And he goes, five years? I can do that spinning on my And they gave him ten years. But when he got to prison, he was, like, a god. Like, they all loved him. They all loved him. I, I doubt so many parts of that story. I don't know if we can use it, but we should. 
Catch me at the hula hands, at the bar with my super fans. Room for one more if we cut off all our hands. Don't need fingers when we still have all our glands. It's all good, baby, baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was a good one. It's almost like the NFL, um, I don't know, maybe we should follow their, their edicts and only play two songs. Because I don't know if America can handle this type of heat. I mean, that's a one song. episode this much fire. If you want to hear the rest of that song, it's called "Catch Me at the Hula Hands." It's a big hit. Uh, I play it a lot when I'm at the gym. Um, "Catch Me at the Hula Hands." I forget the artist, but he is great. Caitlyn Jenner. This week, uh, we saw this story. Brandon sends us uh, the stories uh, a lot of times of some things we should look at. This one seemed a little curious as an option, uh, but he. But we're gonna we're gonna attack it anyways. Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, gave her daughter, uh, Kylie, the most awkward uh, present you could possibly imagine. It was a, a set of underwear, uh, a set of underwear with prints of Caitlyn's face on the underwear. Yeah, I heard about this. I, I was kind of, I was upset. Um, I didn't know those existed. You could get underwear with Caitlyn Jenner's face on them. And I can't believe how much time I've wasted in my own life hand-drawing Caitlyn Jenner on <laughs> all of my underwear. And the worst part, Greg... I mean, it takes hours. I don't use a stencil. I, right. I, I hand draw them each every time, so they look a little different. But the, when, you're a terrible artist, too. Uh, uh, terrible. Terrible. I don't know why I even thought I could do it. <laughs> but when Bruce Jenner made the announcement that he was transgender and was going to, have, and was going to become Caitlyn, I stupidly gave away all of my underwear with Bruce Jenner's face on oh. And I could have just changed. You know what I mean? I could have just drawn hair on it. Right. And like lipstick. would have been so easy. Yeah, now I look like an idiot. I look it, like an idiot because of that. It reminds me. I was I was thinking of. Do you do you do you remember in college and a, I think it was maybe college or a little bit after. You you once got me. Actually, we we talked about this uh, item uh, in another podcast. You you bought me a bong once for my birthday, I believe. Yes. And it that kickstarted a series of presents that we would get. For each other, because after you got me one, I think I felt like, well, I gotta step it up and uh, get something in return. And As a, so, like every birthday, we would get each right. other a nice present, and it lasted for like three or four years. Yeah, we did it, and when it finally ended, it because it got things got more and more extreme. Where it was like, why are we wasting so much time? Like, why are we? It almost got awkward. Presents? Like, why it, there was a pressure to it? Why? Exactly. The, why the hell am I spending? Uh, money on on Anthony when I barely get my mom something. It was an arms race. It was an arms race. I, I kicked it off with the bong. And then do you remember? I remember two other gifts that I got you, but I can't remember more than that. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I remember I remember I got you a Peter Gammons bobblehead doll yep. that I won from ESPN. That I actually I didn't pay for it. I won because I know you loved Peter Gammons. You were getting into sports writing at the time. Um, I don't know. Whatever happened with that? Did you ever, did you ever keep going with that? I don't know. I don't know where the Peter Gammons bobblehead ball is. No, I mean sports writing. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, Peter Gammons bobblehead, which was good. And then I got you a first edition of Kurt Vonnegut's Breakfast of Champions. Yeah. Well, that I still have, of course. Yeah, That's that was a great – that was a good one. I checked that out on uh, – I just you know Googled it once three or four years ago. That's worth a lot. Do you remember any of the gifts you got me? No. I remember one. They're probably terrible. I remember one – uh, which I loved. I still have the, uh, my, uh, the Mario Lemieux jersey. When Lemieux Ooh, came back, our funny. senior year of college, Lemieux decided he was coming back, and as soon as he did, you ordered it. Mm. And I think I got it in time for the playoffs. Uh, remember that year we watched the Penguins playoffs? It was, like, it was amazing. Should have worn that, that to a, the uh, uh, Christmas game behind the bench. That was, a, uh, that was a good one, but you don't remember anything else you got me? No. No? Not at all. Okay. 
<laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. That was the Fat Boys. <laughs> they weren't even rapping. It was like it was kind of like a you know it was like the kind of an in between thing. But you could get you got that Fat Boy vibe. Yeah, that was a, it. Was a different time in the eighties. Like you could make an entire living, like that guy from uh, the Police Academy movies, just off making funny sounds. Mm-hmm. That guy's still around. Um, uh, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> that was headlines. That was headlines. This is the part of the show where, in past weeks, we often give recommendations. Uh, we gave book recommendations. We've given music recommendations, movies. Uh, I I heard from uh, someone who works at the NFL this week. Uh, Patrick Crawley, uh, he took our book recommendation. And he, oh, really? And he was reading. Now I'm forgetting uh, the name of the book. I'm, I'm an idiot. Redeployment. Redeployment. Oh, awesome! And he really liked it. So, so we're, he, we're so making took, a difference. So he took my recommendation, not yours. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, this week, I want to do something different. We're we recommend a live show, something live that we uh, that we saw. Um, I w- when I was in New York for a couple of days, I went and saw uh, my friends John Mulaney and Nick Kroll have been putting on a show called Oh Hello. Uh, two of the characters that they that they've oh, been doing for a long time and kind of perfected on Kroll Show, but they're doing a live like hour and a half type of like a play, like a, a very meta play at the uh, ch- I believe the Cherry House Theater in New York. They're doing it this month, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But if you're in New York in December, uh, try to check out um, Oh Hello mm. off Broadway. It is hilarious. Like I don't watch a lot of comedy because that's what I do, but I um, I loved it. I mean, I was I was laughing the entire time. Was just kind of blown away at how how good it is. And I saw like the fourth time they ever did it. Wow. I, I couldn't believe how off-book they were and how, how fantastic it was. So if you're in New York, go see uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll in Oh Hello. That's high praise because you, you gener- you're a tough guy to please when it comes to comedy. You're kind of a And snob, everything else. Yeah. Jerk. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of something I've been to lately. The, the, the experience that stands out the most would be a Mountain Goats show. If you've never heard of the Mountain Goats. They're great. Uh, they're great, but their live shows are awesome. Like it was just such an amazing feeling leaving that night. I know he actually just announced another tour. Yeah, that's right. So uh, his latest album is great. I also uh, might be able to recommend soon uh, Frozen on Ice. Oh uh, yeah, Frozen on Ice, Disney on Ice, Frozen edition, big time Christmas present uh, in the house this week. They're in LA this week, so I'm not gonna wait for Christmas. Me. And Ellis are going going to check that out. Getting your some, four-year-old daughter. Some major daddy I'm, points. I'm very upset with you about this. You told me about this last night when we were talking about the podcast today. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? I would have loved to have gone with you and had her sit in between us. And, I mean, of course, well, you, you're going to hate this thing on ice. I'm going to hate it. it. There's actually an article loved. in the New York Post. I, like, re- you know, Googled reviews for it. And it was like, parents, you know, you know, nightmare as kids like love their frozen. And it was just like an article about like dads being so annoyed and like checking sure. their phones for two hours. Well, I had to, when I was a kid, my sisters were all ice skaters and all figure skaters. That's right. And I would have to go to see the Nutcracker on ice at the Civic Arena every, uh, every single year because they were in it. They'd be like mice or something. They'd run around. And uh, I, w- I always hated it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, next time, uh, next time, let me know. I would have loved to have spent some time mm. with my goddaughter. Uh, you know, in between us. Would have been really funny. To and that was Recommendations. My name is Emika. I bury bodies in Temecula. Kill a man anywhere I stand. I don't respect your law. It's all good, baby, baby. <laughs> that was a shout out for the wife. That was a, uh, that was, that was a song called My Name is Emika. 
It's a great, it's a great song. I think it's going to be a ringtone. I, I like that you yeah. came out with uh, the only. You found the only word that rhymes with Emica. Temecula. Temecula. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget, don't, I don't respect your law. By the way, Emica, my wife, uh, not a f- like she likes the podcast a lot. It's the first thing I've ever done that she's listened to, and this is true of a lot of people in terms of like my family extended family friends like they seem like they've never read or listened to anything i've done but they seem to be enjoying this which is great but she said the one thing that she wanted to get off the show was every time that we say the rosenthal and jesselnick vanity project rjvp that we we yell out the rjvp and she really didn't like that and i reject that out of hand you know I, i like your wife more than i even like you um but i rejected it because we only do it like three or four times a show you know, so I think it's kind of like bullshit that she would say that, and we're just going to we're going to do it anyway. But that's a little shout out for her. Maybe now she'll accept it more now that she knows uh, how I feel about it. Now that she's uh, the star of a very popular rap song, let's go to Ask Anthony. This is the part of the show Ooh. where we take a question from Twitter, and this question is from at Rob Hitty, H I D D Y, and he asks, "How do you feel, Anthony, about all this new?" anti-thoughts-and-prayers sentiment. Are you proud of how you started it, or are you annoyed? And, and of course, he's referring to uh, some of the reaction to the San Bernardino shootings, uh, including a New York Daily News cover uh, where they where they mention, you know, thoughts and prayers are not enough. That's the name of your Netflix special, and you have a long, you know, monologue about, about how annoying you find that mm-hmm. yeah i think I, I maybe i was the first person to actually publicly say uh you know thoughts and prayers is a, is a dumb thing to is a hollow thing a hollow sentiment to use on social media uh, when something happens you're not actually changing anything now, i don't really think that i started it i don't I, I wish i had like enough of an ego to be like oh that's all me i think you i have just, a pretty big ego i do i do but not that big like i and i would never say oh you're stealing my bit because that's just poor taste i can't use use these tragedies to promote myself uh and, and if other people want to pick that up i see a lot of people even comedians saying like you know kind of parroting what i said but i just like that people are saying it and i'm just very grateful if my special came out next month it would be lame almost you know i kind of got it out right before this started to happen where the tide turned and it's possible that because it was out there that maybe people kind of picked it up but i don't think so i think it would have happened anyway and that i just kind of i got i got lucky and my art reflected society as opposed to society reflecting my art if that if that makes sense um, so I'm I'm all for people kind of uh, saying the same things that I have said uh, because I got paid for it and they did not. Yeah, I mean it has. I I've seen you get mentioned a lot because of that. Whether obviously it wasn't intentional uh, or not, um, but it has worked out for old Jesselnick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also it's weird anytime there's a tragedy yeah. that it, it promotes my special in some way. Uh, but one of the guy a guy from the New York Times uh, tweeted that it's very it's a very odd day when the entire country aligns with Anthony Jeselnik's opinions on tragedy, mm. and I uh, I love that. And that was Ask Anthony. I throw it down like a challenge flag, kick it through the uprights. Jeselnik's the man, favorite sport. You know it's bum fights. It's all good, baby, baby. Fights. Uh, Listener of the week uh, is something we do to highlight our uh, favorite listeners on iTunes. Uh, everyone's been leaving comments. Like we have 170 comments, which is a lot uh, for iTunes uh, in a short amount of time, and that really helps us. Tell your friends to subscribe. You know, we're trying to build some momentum here within the NFL. 
uh, and you guys are doing a great job supporting us. Uh, this week, our listener of the week is Sports Sis Guy, and uh, he said, "Touchdown, Airbud, five stars." Wow, that I, just just hit me that we haven't even mentioned uh, the best part of our show. Had no idea these these two knew each other. The only flaw is they aren't doing it more. Love it. Please don't pull it, NFL. It's hilarious. I will buy whatever products you want me to in moderation, of course. We could be making money for the NFL. Kudos to the NFL for this one. Definitely liking the NFL media more after the start to this show. It'll get canceled, which is a shame because people are just too soft. That's a a pretty good comment, but I disagree with all of it. We're going to be around for a long, long time. You can't kill me. Touchdown, Airbud. Can't stop me. It, it reminds me, um, you know, when we had the show last week and we had to air the half show, I got a, I got, I feel like I got surprising reaction. People seemed pretty cool with it. And like I said, my family is on board. Like my mom just sent one with uh, a text that just said, you know, yay, uh, the, 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 the podcast continues. Like she was just happy that we avoided cancellation. It would put some emojis. I also got one from uh, my uncle Dave, David Milner, uh, which I found interesting, and he says, loved your quick retort to Anthony about feeling bad about the current show's cancellation. Quote, I'm more of a normal person. That's an authentic and sincere response that fits within a very strong and unique male friendship. I love the show. Great job. That is a very psychologically apt thing to say. He is a psychologist, yes. My, I liked my dad. I asked my, my parents, both listened to the podcast a lot when I was home, and I said, uh, you know, Dad, what do you think about all the hip-hop that we play? And he just got really quiet, and he just said, it's great. It's really funny. <laughs> like, my dad hates hip-hop. Like, my dad hates hip-hop so much, you would think that Cool Mo D killed his parents. <laughs> That's how much he hates. Like, on a, on a level that I can't even, I can't even understand. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Cool Mo D is a jerk. Never, never doubt that man. Okay. Okay, I didn't know that, but all right. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. It's all good, baby, baby. That was a, that was a remix. That yeah, was that wasn't Presley. even a rap song. It was Elvis Presley okay. uh, with a hip hop beat. Uh, it was from an Apple commercial that I that I enjoyed. Uh, Greg, what's the hot take of the week? Brandon Browner has been in the news, uh, the Saints' cornerback, for all the penalties that he's had this season. He's gotten into different fights with reporters. Uh, but mostly he's just struggled at playing football. He, he's he been one of the worst players in the league, and that caused Shannon Sharp to tweet out, watching uh, Brandon Browner of the Saints cover today, I'm convinced he couldn't cover a twin bed with a king sheet. It's a great line. That's a sizzling hot take there it's from a great Shannon line. Sharp. I love it. I love it. He couldn't uh – he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of things that I just I love those uh, I love those kind of comments. Those are uh, those are great. It's a great uh, that's a great hot take. Brandon Browner responded, uh, "It's easy to talk with fake teeth." Uh, back to Shannon Sharp, which was solid. It's not bad, but it's it's actually it's 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 not that easy to talk with fake teeth. If you were put in fake teeth, it's tough. You know, you gotta you gotta your, your tongue's not used to it. You gotta move around a little bit. I uh, I kind of disagree, but Shannon came back came back like a man. Just said, just play better football, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Brandon Browner is the least likable, uh, worst free agent signing of this NFL season. The Patriots had a ch- had a chance to just keep him. He wouldn't have been a free agent. He had an option in his contract, and they decided not to keep him. 
and everyone, you know, all offseason, oh, what are you guys going to do without Brandon Browner? They're, they're going to be in trouble. And it's another reminder, if Bill Belichick doesn't want your players, maybe you shouldn't want them either. That's a, that's a, good, that's a, good, that's a good hot take, Greg. I go for two points every time. Stop on every dime. Jessel nicks your uncle. Let's do stuff in my sleeping bag. It's all good, baby, baby. Oh, that's a good one. I like when they name drop me. I love it. I love it. That was uh, that was a great. That was a great song. That was yeah. That's an an air of darkness to that one a little bit, like a surprising twist at the end. You don't. Yeah. Think, you don't think he's gonna get in the sleeping bag. I think that's why they name dropped me because they knew. They knew it was kind of uh, it was a, had that twist. Well, we're at a, America's favorite part of the show. Oh. Um, predictions. The predictions. And this is uh, this is a new segment. I we haven't repeated one yet. I uh, I like this. It's called Friendly Wager. And I thought you know since we're we're friends, we're best friends. We're friends. Best friends. We're friends. Best friends. Uh, if if I was just your friend and not your best friend, I wouldn't put up with the parking situation here at the NFL Network. <laughs> Uh, best friends, and I thought, so let's just do a friendly wager. Let's go back and forth. Let's pick three or four games, and just give me your prediction, and then have like a friendly wager. You know what I mean? You, hmm. you, you go ahead. You, you start, Greg. Okay. Um, I think uh, the Bucks are going to take care of business this week. They're going to beat the Saints. Uh, Jameis Winston is playing really well, and, and I'll make a, f- you know, a friendly wager. If the Bucks don't do that, yeah, you can come over, and Emika will we'll cook you dinner. You know, we'll, ha- we'll have a nice little time. Okay, so so if if you're wrong, then you'll you guys will have me over for dinner, yeah. and, you, and your wife will cook for me. That's a, that's a nice that's a nice friendly w- wager. Uh, I've got one. Uh, Steelers over Bengals. Steelers over Bengals for sure. Uh, this is a must win for us. Uh, even though we're in Cincinnati, it's gonna be a tough game. But I tell you what, friendly wager. If I'm wrong, if the Steelers don't beat the Bengals in Cincy, I'll kill a box of turtles. <laughs> no more than twenty. No fewer than a dozen turtles in a cardboard box. I will set it on fire, and kick it around for a while until those little jerks wish they were dead, which they will be. Right after they wish it. And then I'll gain their turtle power. That's my friendly wager. So that's if the Steelers lose. If they lose. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that seems fair. But I think they're going to win. No, that seems fair. Uh, the Bills going to Philadelphia this week. Big LaShawn McCoy mm-hmm. reunion. Said he wouldn't, of passion. wouldn't shake Chip Kelly's hand, uh, even if Chip offered it. But he's not going to need to because he's going to drop 175 yards, and his play is going to do the Ooh. talking. And the Bills are going to to win this game and if they don't uh then this is a year that i i'm not going to get you like we used to get these great presents but your birthday's right before christmas so it kind of gets ignored a lot i would mm-hmm. say you know it's, it's just a few days before and and this year you know we'll make sure you know we'll get you something nothing nothing big but we'll get you something nice for your birthday so it doesn't just kind of like slip through the cracks once again oh, thank you greg that that's that's nice uh, i hope you're wrong so that i get a nice birthday present from you. Um, December 22nd, if you guys are wondering. Uh, my my uh, next pick, I'm going to predict Titans over Jets. Uh, okay, a friendly wager. Titans will beat the Jets in New York. I'm so confident mm. that if they don't, if the Jets somehow pull out this game against a team that is much worse than they are in their own building, I will eat my grandpa's war medals. <laughs> one by one, starting with the most difficult to earn and then going all the way to his purple heart, I will eat them. <laughs> I will eat them and then defecate onto JFK's eternal flame. <laughs> Friendly wager. Friendly <laughs> wager. Yeah, that's what I'll do. That seems dramatic. Uh, let's talk Broncos Raiders. Okay. Big game. It's my upset pick of the week. I oh, think I, you got the Raiders over Broncos? I do. Oh, that's so cool. I, I think I think the Raiders are gonna go in there. 
and I think uh, they're going to take care of business. And I just think like Brock Eisweller's due for a bad game. And and if he if he you know plays well and and the Broncos uh, do win, I don't I don't really know what to to get you at some point. But I but I think just my friendship is something that's important to you, and so I'll keep giving you that. Like I'll continue to host the show. But if if the Raiders do win, you're going to take it away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's uh that doesn't seem like a friendly wager. That seems almost like a threat. Um, to me, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep going with a bit as if as if uh, you committed to it as much as I did. Uh, I'm gonna say Carolina over Atlanta, friendly wager. The Panthers will continue their undefeated one loss season at home against the lowly Falcons. But if they don't, if they don't win friendly wager, I will track down and destroy every single copy of the w- Wizard of Oz, <laughs> DVD, VHS, film print. I don't care. I'm gonna find them, collect them, and destroy them so that no one ever has to watch that hack ass craptacular ever again. It's a bad movie, full of wildly inaccurate science and anti-Semitism, and I will destroy them faster than you can tap your heels together three times and say, oh, shh. That, that, that's intense. That's very intense. That is a friendly wager. All right, finally, uh, Patriots-Texans this week. Patriots going to Houston. I think they're going to get back on the winning track, Patriots, that is. They lost a couple games in a row feel very confident that they can figure out a way to stop a Brian Hoyer-led offense. And and we'll make a, a friendly wager. You moved into your apartment recently, so, you know, I'll get you a, a nice housewarming gift. Okay, uh, like, like what? Well, like what would you get me? Like a book, I guess, could be a, a housewarming okay. gift. Okay. Okay. Maybe uh, some artwork or something like that. Yeah, yeah. My grandfather. It's like a bath mat. Yeah. Uh, I would love it one of your grandfather's paintings, um, which you've never given me. Um, even though you've given it to ex-girlfriends who you don't even care about anymore. Uh, <laughs> here, my last one, uh, friendly wager here, Bears over Redskins. I think uh, I think that's that's a lock for me. Friendly wager, just for fun. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the Bears are going to win. I can smell the W. But if they don't, just for fun, I will ghost ride my car into a grocery store. <laughs> I'm not going to say which grocery store, <laughs> but probably a Vons. And I won't say when, but it will be during the day when they're busy. But not too busy to notice my whip come flying down aisle five with a cinder block on the accelerator. Just because I'm not driving doesn't mean I'm not in the driver's seat, you dig? Comprende, si vous play? And that was Friendly Wager. That was Dean Rosenthal, Greg's older brother, a composer in his own right. Um... Greg, nah, before we leave, uh, th- this has been a great episode, I think. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully the NFL doesn't get too upset about my flaunting of their hip-hop rules. Um, but before we go, um, we didn't really talk about that much about it. How are my godchildren? How are your son and daughter, uh, Walker and Ellis? Well, one part of Thanksgiving that I wanted to tell you about was, like, at one point, I'm with my mother-in-law, and the what? kids are... 